You run your bitch through the mud, you deserve that So you can feel it for yourself where it hurt at What goes around comes around, I know you heard that While you was creeping, tell me did it not occur that This nigga sliding in the DMs every AM, every PM Used to be like automatic, she would curve that That was before when you was loyal, now it's thirst traps On a profile, and niggas know how to Slide a chink in your armor, you been tripping, dog. You ain't been keeping your promise, you been pipping, dog. Now bitches winking your coming, she suspicious, dog. And now you reaping your coming, she got niggas, dog. Calling her phone while you gone and your bitch ass can't even feel no way. Cause you doing her the same. Now you know the pain. And we used to be the dynamic duos and flames. And you too proud to see that you hold the blame. From all that playing, nigga, we too old for games. Man, you broke. Alright, cut that, cut that. We gonna talk about we gonna we gonna get into this shit. We gonna get into that shit in a minute. But I'm back home. You know what I'm talking about. And this is King No Uncensored with yet another edition of New Music Fridays, baby. You know what I'm saying. And we gotta talk. But before we get to that. <laughs> Man, Markeith Morris then set up a fi- set off a firestorm. If you're unfamiliar with who uh, Markeith Morris is, he's one of the Morris twins, along with Marcus, who have played around the league, have been two journeymen. And uh, Markeith Morris decided to detail his time playing with the uh, championship Lakers team that he was on, and he felt like. He didn't feel like he was a part of the team, meaning that the Lakers would just give the ball to Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and then Markeith would just stand there waiting for them to make a play for him. Meanwhile, he feels like in Miami throughout the training camp, I guess, that everybody gets to make a play. Everybody on this 12-man roster can make a play. Now, 
a lot of Fakers fans, I'm not going to call them Lakers fans because they're not Lakers fans for real. These guys are just here until LeBron James leaves and goes to another destination. That's why I call them Fakers fans. And then that includes also everybody who's turned over and switched up. Because these are the same fans that y'all backing that was talking shit about Kobe in death and in spirit. I mean, in spirit and death and while he was walking the earth. But, yeah, Bakers fans will probably say, you know, LeBron got you a championship. Why are you, uh, why are you talking shit? Nah, man. Some people are more comfortable in situations where they want to make plays as well. I mean, Markeith Morris is not a superstar. He's a goon. He's a goon that can hit that shot, that 15-footer, that three-pointer, and can play some defense. Both Morris twins pretty much play the same. And it's not much of a difference in their game. I think Marcus is a better uh, ball handler than Markeith is. Markeith is a knockdown shooter. But Markeith wanted, obviously, a little bit more of a role in creating plays. So I completely understand where uh, Markeith is coming from. But, of course, the little fanboy standboys... With their bras and their LeBron signature uh, titty tattoos, you know what I'm talking about? They're probably shitting on that man right now because he told the exact truth about what a lot of players that play with LeBron said. But at the same time, Markeith, though, here's where, here's, I mean, I I feel like Markeith should have known what he was going to do by, you know, the previous LeBron James teams. If you study film, watch some tape about it, you know, because little faggot ass nigga gonna get on my head about not watching enough film on certain things, but I'm not gonna detail that on the show because that's not the platform. So, if you've watched LeBron James-based teams, it was LeBron and two other players, while the rest of the players had to just stand there and wait their turn to get the ball. And playing with him, you have to be a wide-open, knockdown three-point shooter. And then if you came with defense, you came with defense. But we're going to pole vault all the way into New Music Fridays. Fuck it. All right. We're going to start off with um, the uh, UK sensation, uh, Now. I think that's how you pronounce that. Her real name is Neo, though. Ain't that some shit? And she kind of... That's kind of a, I think she should have went by her government name because the type of music she does, you know, does include Neo Soul, but she is pretty much like a, um, a UK singer, you know what I'm saying? And then there's a couple of p- songs and points in the album where she kind of bites uh, LMA style and starts talking at the end of the records. But now dropped her third album called and then life is beautiful um i'm a fan of her first two projects i like saturn Mm. i definitely liked her previous album uh saturn i forgot the name of her first album though that's the one that got me oh for all we know that's the name of her first album 
All three of these albums are good. I definitely recommend them. And you know, I like her voice. Her voice kind of kind of raspy but soulful and she can hit all the notes. You know, she's not like a god level fucking singer, but she's definitely tolerable. And then, then Life is Beautiful is a very good album. It has a couple of, you know, you know, everybody got that that song on their album that's trying to uh, sound like Essence and shit. Everybody got their reggae Afrobeat flavor song now on their album and shit. Everybody got at least one now. That seems like the, the trend, which I don't have a problem with because I like that sound. But um, as far as highlights is concerned, I mean, Better Friends, my God. That's a really good song, man. It's just about being a better overall solid person to the people that you associate with. Pretty dope. Um, glad that you're gone, man. Antidote was fire. Good luck with Lucky Day, man. Shit, that's pretty damn good. I fuck with it. Amazing Grace, she is blowing on that bitch. Um, and speaking of new music, I did play um, Heaven's EP um, by J. Cole on one of my shows, and um, I enjoyed that. That was um, over one of Drake's beats. I forgot which song it was, you know, because Certified Lover Boy is just a forgettable album. So I have to go back and see what song that is real quick. Um, Pipe Down, that's the name of the record. Eh... If you want my review on that song, you can just listen to the Certified Lover Boy review. You know, we got to promote previous shows here. Ah, the irony, dude. The irony that this song comes on, dog. I'm dead. Because they uh, keep showing these memes talking about Marcus Houston when he got beat up and uh, you got served. That shit is hilarious, by the way. But other than that, and then Life is Beautiful... Pretty damn good project, if I do say so myself. Now, g Easy drops a new album. You know, he's coming off of the success of, I think his la- that project that uh, No Limit was on was called The Beautiful and the Damned or some shit like that. That album was good. It seems like um, g Easy was feeling, you know, from some of the subject matter, he was feeling the loss of Mac Miller, who he looked at as a friend and a mentor in the industry, despite their age difference. So, um, this is a, a personal project. I mean, g Easy does have a shit ton of personal songs. So that's a, always been a part of his uh, blueprint. And then, you know, up-tempo club records and personal songs. That's what you get. And, I mean, it's a little bit lengthy. I think it's like 19, 20 songs. He didn't need all these fucking songs, for one. Although it's not a terrible project, I just felt like it was too many songs. But my highlights, when you're going with Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne delivers yet another decent verse. Um, the intro, the title track beat was fire instructions with yg was hot i like that one um me i now later and next with e40 and the boy from uh sobrbe fire 
Um, Breakdown with Demi Lovato was, was, was solid. My favorite record was Faithful with uh, Mark E. Bassey. Fire. Fire record. No More with Ty Dolla Sign was solid. But um, other than that, though, this is a pretty solid project. It's not one of the better albums, but it's not terrible either. That's what I can really say. Um, Anthony Hamilton. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Now, this was unexpected because, I mean, Anthony Hamilton's albums were, you know, it... It's always been hard for him to beat his debut album coming from where I'm from. Well, I can say, well, that's not his debut album. He put out an album years prior. You know what I'm saying? And he reinvented himself later on down the line. He did put out an album a long time ago that nobody even remembers. But the album that put him on the map was coming from where I'm from when he signed with Jermaine Dupri. And, um,. That album was like a certified classic, and that album was hard for him to beat. And I feel like on this record, um, Love is the New Black, he did it. This nigga made me want to go ahead and fuck a 60-year-old woman, bro. This album made me want to have a 40-year-old, 40-year marriage. This album... This album made me want to just date older women in general. Like, <laughs> this nigga bought back begging. Because the songs, the beats, what he was talking about, and not to mention the singing. Now, it's a big difference, man. You know what I'm saying? Rihanna can sing. Anthony Hamilton can sing. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce can sing. But Kiki Wyatt can sing. You know what I'm saying? People in that Anthony Hamilton realm, you know, the Jill Scotts, the Lettuces, the Kiki Wyatts, the, um, it's another chick that, that got a banging voice. Jill Scott. I already said Jill Scott, right? Yeah, I did. People in that Neo Soul realm, basically. Erica Badu's and, you know what I'm saying? I know as many people, you know, the Bilal's, the D'Angelo's, you know, Anthony Hamilton is in that group of people right there. Uh, of motherfuckers that could just sing their motherfucking ass off. But Love is the New Black, this is a whole different style for Anthony Hamilton. He tries shit that he, you know, he's, you know, he's done. He didn't sit sung over and sampled songs. But, you know, there's this Melvin, Harold Melvin in the Blue Nose sample that's stupid with it. I mean, the title track, Love is the New Black, is great. Then Lil John, you know, I'm like, Anthony Hamilton, Lil John, ain't this about 16 years too late? I mean, the track basically sounds like it could have been released in 2005 and would have fit perfect. It's a little bit out, uh, outdated sound, but it sounds pretty good, though. It's a good song. Real Love with Rick Ross. That beat is crazy. It definitely brings it back to that 90s. R&B over hardcore New York beats Shit crazy White Hennessy That's another one of my favorites right there You made a fool of me I thought we was in love God damn Um, Mercy I think think Mercy Is my favorite song on here though By far Mercy just has that edge Safe, awesome But the highlight of the album to me is when um, Anthony Hamilton and Jennifer Hudson sample 
Luther Superstar, man. Oh, my God. Oh, do you know that I told you you love me, baby? You know what I'm saying? Real niggas can sing. You know what I'm talking about, B? I can hold a tune in this bitch. Nigga, I'm like Trey Songs, nigga. I can't sing that good. But I can, you know what I'm saying? But if you put a beat, if you put a beat over me, nigga, I sound like a million bucks. But anyway, right? Um, yeah, man. This is this is an incredible album. One of the probably one of the top three RB albums released in this entire year. Probably one of the 10 best albums, like. And all genres that I listen to, you have to factor that in because I ain't listened to everything that came out. Like, I can't keep up with everything, but I can keep up with what I can keep up with. All right? I keep up my interest. Um, I didn't hear the new Logic uh, Perfect remix with Lil Wayne and ASAP Ferg. I got to get on that. Uh, Gunner and Future dropped a new song called Too Easy and West Side Gun dropped Hitler wears Hermes eight side B sincerely eight off. Um, I'm going to say this right now. Um, side A is way better than side B, and it's a it's a it's a major difference. But that doesn't mean that side B was trash. I'm just saying that for the record that side A is definitely better than side B. But however, um, Hell on Earth Part Two with Conway and Benny was pretty good. It wasn't incredible, though. You know, they've had way more incredible collaborations over the time. But this this one was pretty decent. Free Cutter with Jay Electronica was decent. Julia Lang, you know, I, I, I think Julia Lang was too short. Celine Dion with Chase, Fetty, and Heem was dope. The second track with that featured Flea Lord, I think I like that better than the first one. Forest Lawn. Woo! Forest motherfucking lawn. Let me tell you something, man. That's one of the best collabs this year, bro. Armani Caesar and Westside Gun and fucking 2 Chains, bro. They killed that. Armani bodied that shit, bro. Armani Caesar bodied that shit. Period. Point blank. Um, TV boy. I remember hearing that a few months back. I'm glad he decided to put that shit on here. That was a dope track. Survivor Series 95. I don't know if it was Jay Worthy or TF, but somebody killed that shit. And Larry, Larry June, I don't see what people see in this dude. I'm not really impressed by dude. I tried listening to his music. I it just seems like he's just another rapper carried by great production. I just fall asleep when this dude raps. Niggas be like, oh, you don't understand him. I understand him, but that doesn't mean I have to listen to him or like him. I have that right in this country to like or dislike whatever the fuck I want, you bitch boy. But anyway, I didn't like Larry June verse on here. He kind of ruined the flow of the song. It was exciting. Like, I think that was probably Jay Worthy that bodied that shit, though. He killed it. Um... Eddie, the two Rome Streets features were pretty good. I heard Rome Street signed to Griselda. If that is so, congratulations. Because he, he fits. He fits that uh, Griselda mold. Um, Munch. Really good song. Really incredible song. 
incredible. Um, 99 Averex with AZ and Stove God Cooks. Woo! AZ. AZ's had a really good year, man. He's definitely in that comeback rapper of the year conversation. Like, his album, Door Die 2, please check that out. I swear. It's close to a classic, though, but not quite the classic that the first Door Die was. But goddammit, AZ killed that song. But those were the highlights of Hitler Wears Her Man's Side B. Now, D Smoke dropped his second album. And I would like to uh, give a public apology to D Smoke, bro. Uh, 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 I apologize, bro. I see why D Smoke um, Black Habits got nominated for a Grammy. I see it because that album was incredible. I listened to both that man albums today, the first album and the second one. And man, Black Habits, I apologize. That album definitely deserved its due. And I overlooked it like an asshole. I overlooked it. Because he sound like Kendrick to the T. Like the wordplay, the singing songs, the changing of the voice. They're very similar. And I didn't know that D Smoke and uh, TDE singer Sir were brothers. Never knew that. And I think Sir is his real name too. But we're going to talk about his new album, War and Wonders. Now... I don't know, man. I like the first album way better than the second one. But that doesn't mean that War and Wonders is is like a complete mid-pack. It has its moments, like crossover with Boogie. I like that. And, you know, I like when he flips into that bilingual rap, and that shit's kind of sick. The track that he got with um, with, with, uh, Marsha and them joints, Road Rage, was dope. Find my way with BJ the Chicago Kid and Toby Ningwe. Toby Ningwe bodied that shit. He killed that. Um, good thing with Ty Dolla Sign. I like that. Um, but other than that, War and Wonders is good, but it's not better than uh, Black Habits. Not even close. Bad Black Habits could possibly be a classic album. That I completely overlooked. And I... I mean... I completely apologize for that. But that's my show for today. That's my that's my joint for today, man. I appreciate y'all coming through and listening. Or whoever listens to this that fucks with music and shit. But um, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. This King Known Uncensored New Music Fridays. Once again, it's on. And I'm out. Oh, yeah. One thing that I did forget. I forgot to talk about J. Cole and Joyner Lucas' new record real quick. It's called... um, What's that shit called again, bro? Oh, Your Heart. Where Joyner Lucas uh, breaks this girl's heart. And, you know, he basically betrays the... uh, to a typical fuckboy on the record. And um, I forgot to talk about this. This is a PS. This is like a, you know what I'm saying? This is something I forgot. Because I was a little bit too excited to uh, detail my uh, Friday listens and shit. 
But in J. Cole um, plays his homeboy that told him, yeah, nigga, you fucked up such a good thing. And I feel like that was kind of pretty dope, man. And how these two played off each other. We want to, I want to see more collabs, you know, that with, with Joyner and Elite MCs. Because, you know, Joyner explained this in an interview one time where he said um, he wanted to, um, how can I put this? He wanted to work with younger rappers and, and singers and shit. He didn't really want to work with um, other people. I mean, despite, you know, he did work with Logic on uh, his album, on his uh, debut album. And he worked with Rick Ross and he worked with Game. But I want to see him, I want to see Joyner Lucas work with Reason. I want to see Joyner Lucas work with Fer Freddie Gibbs. With D Smoke, with Toby Ningwe, with uh uh J Electronica, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, T.I., Ludacris, you know, Conway, Benny, West Side Gun, you know what I'm saying? Them the type of niggas I want to see join a collab with, you know, elite rappers, Denzel Curry, you know what I'm saying, Joey Badass, you know what I'm talking about? Cats like that, but your heart, very good song, man. And I hope that we get a, a Joiner Lucas project in 2021 or 2022 or sometime soon. But yeah, I'm really out this time, like for real.